The Razorbacks survive, they advance, and we're going to break it all down and look at the next matchup for the Arkansas Razorbacks in the NCAA tournament. This is the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Boom. Moving on. The Arkansas Razorbacks survive and advance over Vermont, and it truly was a survive and advance type of deal. In fact, uh, it was such a late game, especially here in uh, Eastern Time Zone. I uh, I didn't get to bed last night until about, because I had to do the postgame show, on uh, 103.7 The Buzz, I didn't get to bed about 2.30, 3 o'clock Eastern time. And so uh, I'm, I'm enrolling, though. I got my little uh, iced coffee here, which, I mean, it works. I don't, I don't know if it actually is good or not, but it works. And uh, I'm rolling. And what's So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the Razorbacks uh, getting the victory over Vermont, and which was a very hard-fought game, which, you know, yesterday, if you listen to the podcast or even all the days leading up into this matchup, I felt confident about Arkansas, and this is where, you know, just pay attention to this. I I felt good about Arkansas. I felt good about their matchup. I felt like uh, Vermont really hadn't played anybody with the physicality or the athleticism of what they were going to see with Arkansas, and I thought Arkansas was going to win this game and uh, win, it, win it pretty convincingly. Uh, but uh, give credit where credit is due. Vermont is an incredible team. Like, they are – a lot better than I expected. They were a lot better coached than I expected. They are a lot more talented than I expected. So give a lot of kudos to them. Like they they got it done and they had some players, especially Ryan Davis. Uh, that dude was just a, a bull. I mean, he had 20 points last night. But uh, as great and as respective as they were and everything, Arkansas is the one that made the plays towards the end. Now, we'll get into some player grades and, and talking about you know, what we really saw specifically from a lot of these players individually. But let me just say that this was the type of game that Arkansas has won pretty much every time that they've been in these situations, or at least most of the time that they've been in these situations where it's an ugly game that gets grounded out and Arkansas is able to pull away in the end. And that's exactly what this game was. It was ugly. It was frustrating. It was at, at times just look terrible but that's what good teams do good teams take care of business and Arkansas took care of business in this one as well and, and just being there at the at the arena uh to be honest about it like when I was there the, there was not a whole lot of Razorback fans for, like rightfully so and it makes total sense because if you think about it uh the uh the difficulty of being able to have as many Razorback fans up there as it would be compared to Vermont or to uh, UConn or whoever, Providence, all these other teams that are playing up here in Buffalo, it's gonna be, it's tough. So I, I didn't expect there to be a whole lot of uh, Razorback fans, and I think that if Arkansas makes it to the Sweet 16, there'll be a lot more in San Francisco. But at the other side of it, too, Vermont really traveled. They had a ton of fans there. And with that ton of fans that they had, there was also Buffalo residents being there, like guess people who wanted to go to the games, who 
probably live in the area and just wanted to go to NCAA tournament games. Well, everybody was against Arkansas. Everybody wanted an upset, and uh, everybody was rooting for that to happen. And so it wasn't like a road environment necessarily. Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but it definitely felt like it was Arkansas versus the world in this game. And that's what made this even that much more impressive in the way that they were able to close out shop and, and, and all of that. Like Stanley Amude, he did not come out for one single second in this game. He played for 40 straight minutes. And he was he was incredible. Twenty. Listen to the stat line. 21 points. Nine rebounds. Six of 11 from the field. Three of four from three-point land. Six of six from the free throw line. He had three assists. Two blocks. Zero turnovers. Zero turnovers. The dude was incredible. And if Arkansas is going to continue to make a run here in uh, in March Madness and be able to make a run in this tournament, they're going to have to be able to count on Stanley Mude to step up big, because he did last night, especially when J.D. Note, and especially in the first half, struggled mightily. I mean, he ended up with 17 points in this game, and all 17 came in the second half. He did get seven rebounds. Uh, he did get four assists. So he had some he had some good plays, but the first half he definitely struggled there. Jalen Williams, kind of the same thing, struggled in the first half. Uh, but he did finish with another double-double where he got 13 points and 10 rebounds. And uh, let's see, uh, also Devo. Devo was efficient. You know, he played 36 minutes, but he had 14 points. He had three rebounds for him and three assists. So, and two steals, only one turnover. So overall, like Arkansas did a, a fairly good job of getting their guys involved, didn't they played a lot better in the second half and you know, they, they were able to get the job done. But the thing is, is what impresses me the most about this team is that they don't really waver. Like the, the moment's never too big for them. The moment never seems insurmountable. Like they didn't play well in the beginning. All right. They, they didn't really go out there firing guns blazing and Vermont really started off strong, especially with the way that they were hitting threes. They ended up going only nine of 24, uh, but they were really hot from three in the beginning of the game, and that's kind of what they do. You got, uh, of course, I mentioned Ryan Davis going for twenty, Shangu Shungu going for twenty as well. Uh, he was really good. Uh, Mozula went for thirteen points. They only had six turnovers in this game. Like they, they were very, very well prepared, well coached, and that's what makes this win even that much more impressive for Arkansas. Now, I'm not going to sit here and try to, you know mix up my words a little bit where I said, well, yesterday, uh, well, you know, Arkansas should win this game easily. And then today I'm like, oh my goodness, what a huge win. This was great. I, I don't want to do that, but I am admitting when I uh, uh, maybe overlooked a team a little bit and didn't give enough credit where credit was due. And that's kind of what I'm doing for Vermont. And that's why it's like, you see so many times in the NCAA tournament, which we'll talk about some of the other games that happened yesterday where teams get upset by lower seeds because why? Well, Sometimes it's about the team not playing well, but other times it's because the other team is so well coached and fundamentally sound that, you know, they end up beating you for it. Like Vermont, I fully believe that Vermont would have beaten most other teams that were around Arkansas seeding yesterday. Like I think they would have beaten almost every five seed, six seed, probably every other four seed. Like they were that good. And so for Arkansas to go up against them as well coached as they are, and as fundamentally sound as they are, for Arkansas to still win the game in the classic way that they actually do continue to win these games, uh, that's what makes us even more impressive. And I know that uh, Eric Musselman, after the game, gave a lot of credit to Vermont as well. And I know that uh, a lot of people picked 
Arkansas to get upset by Vermont, which then Eric Musselman becomes really petty and starts throwing stuff at uh, <laughs> throwing stuff at everybody else, like keeping the receipts, if you will, and quote tweeting and videos and everything, saying when the people that chose against them and all that, whatever it takes to motivate your team, whatever it takes to motivate yourself, I'm all for. But I, again, I will, I do understand why people thought Vermont would upset Arkansas. I get it now. Like seeing how they play, I get it. And again, I think that in most cases against other teams, they would have upset Ar Arkansas. But because it's Arkansas and because it's an Eric Musselman team and because this team is so uh, experienced and smart and fighting hard and sound defensively, especially when they turned it on in the second half defensively, started getting a lot more physical with, uh, with Vermont, which they couldn't handle that very well. All those factors going into place is the reason why Arkansas is moving on into the NCAA tournament and why Vermont, again, play anybody else, they probably win. But it's all about surviving and advancing, folks. Like, I can't say that enough. And I think all of you understand that, too. It doesn't matter about how it looks. It does now At this point in time, now, during the season, it might. During the season, you may be able to say, okay, well, how good is this team now? But right now, it does not matter. It, I don't care if Arkansas is able to beat New Mexico State by a final score of 40 to 39. Don't care. Win. That's all that matters in the end, and that's all that anybody else is going to care about. You know, if you win the national championship this year, no one's going to look back and be like, oh, yeah, but, you know, that Vermont team you struggled with a little bit. Like, no, no one's going to remember that. It's about winning. It's about making clutch plays. It's about getting it done in the final stretch of the game. Arkansas continues to do that, and thankfully for all of us and for me, staying in Buffalo, uh, they were able to take care of business yesterday, and they get at least one more game against New Mexico State, which we'll talk about here in just a second. But first, I got to tell you about Built Bar, folks. Uh, I actually brought some Built Bars up with me uh, from uh, from Little Rock up here to Buffalo, just because I know that I was going to need them in the morning because of how great they taste and they're great protein bars and. It's, it's just the flavors that they got. It, it's like I can't go without having them because I've gotten so used to eating them and feeling good from them and knowing that they work and that they're healthy for me because up here, I'm going out crazy. I, you know, I'm going out and having chicken wings every day. And so it's like I got to have some sort of source of health. But luckily, that's what Built Bar has been helping me out with uh, during this whole trip and all the time, really. So for those of you who haven't tried Built Bar, I strongly suggest you do it, especially in the fact that they have – a great deal going on right now with the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. If you go to build.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. It's as simple as that. Use promo code LOCKED15 at build.com, 15% off. Doesn't matter how many you get, that's the deal that you get. 15% off using promo code LOCKED15 at build.com. Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so Arkansas is going to be uh, moving on into the next game against New Mexico State, and New Mexico State was a 12 seed that upset five seed UConn. In fact, I got a chance to see the ending of that game when I was there at the arena as uh, they were going on before the uh for the Arkansas game, but overall, in my short time of watching them, they're a good team. They're a solid team. But their team, especially yesterday, was based upon one player and one player alone. 
and that is Teddy Allen. It, for those who didn't get to watch this game, this game against UConn that they had, like it was 70 to 63. New Mexico State was pretty good defensively. But of their 70 points, over half of them came from one player, Teddy Allen. He had 37 points in this game. 37 points. The rest of the team, Rice had nine, and Henry had eight, and Kantz had five, McNair had four, but it's about Teddy Allen. He actually averages closest, uh, close to about 20 points per game. So, yeah, he's pretty good. He's a good guard. But as much of respect I give to New Mexico State and to Teddy Allen, who, again, is just a phenomenal player. He averaged, I think this is crazy, 20 points per game, 45% field goal percentage, uh, 88% from the free throw line. He's also the leader in rebounds, <laughs> but he gets 6.8 rebounds a game. So he's just kind of their do-it-all player. If you stop him, you stop New Mexico State. Like, that's their team. That's their team. That's all they got. You stop him, you stop New Mexico State. Now, I understand it's always easier said than done. I understand that, you know, they're going to go in with a game plan and we're going to think about it. We're going to sit here and say, okay, well, you know, what do they need to do? How do they need to do it? How are they going to get it done? All this stuff. And then, like, I get all of that. And I'm not trying to, you know, downplay it or anything. But it's just knowing what Arkansas has been able to do against particular teams and game planning and, you know, looking at what they do. Arkansas has always done a great job of taking the strengths of other team out of the equation. They've done it all time. They're in the SEC play. They were always able to just, you know, whether it's uh, a team that's great at shooting threes, uh, not all the time, but a lot of the times they take them that out of their game. If they're really big on going inside, you know, and that's all they do. It's like they've done a pretty good job at times being able to at least take that element out. And I'm talking about one particular player. Like, and also, if you think about the teams that are the players that have dominated Arkansas and had their best success, what were they? Kessler, Sheway, Carlton, like yesterday with Adams. Big dudes, big dudes down low. Big dudes that could go and get physical and get what they want. But how many guards have gone off against Arkansas? Like, how many times have you seen guards go crazy and that be a problem for Arkansas? Not very often. And so anytime that Arkansas is going to get matched up against a team that is very reliant on their guard play, I'm going to favor Arkansas in that regard every time. Because you know that you got a big with Jalen Williams down low that'll be able to help out. You know how Dees Tony's going to be great down low. Stanley Amude, you know how big he is. Like, all these factors in play. I think Arkansas matches up really well in this game with them. I think that they, this is exactly what type of team you would want to play if you're Arkansas. Because, again, you know, the big men down low always seem to cause problems. But if it's an elite guard, I think Arkansas can have some success against them. I really do. And if that guard is also the leading rebounder, kind of shows you where his physicality is at. You take him out, there goes their team. And again, I understand it's easier said than done, but the Razorbacks are favored by six and a half points in this game. I would take the Hogs. The over-under set at 139 and a half. I would probably bet the under, just to be honest. I would bet the under. And according to ESPN's BPI, Arkansas has an 88.5% chance of winning this game. 
So all those things considered, I like Arkansas's chances against New Mexico State. And I'd rather play New Mexico State than UConn. Like, I don't, I know that it's it's a crapshoot, but folks, you all, if you have a choice, you always want to play the lower seed. Like, yeah, they're still good. They were good enough to upset another seed, but I'm still, I'd rather play New Mexico State than UConn. Like facts, like last year, I rather, uh, would have rather played Oral Roberts when they did in the Sweet 16 game than that they ended up playing Ohio State, I think is who the two seed was. I'd rather have played uh, Oral Roberts. Always take the lower seed. So if Arkansas can win this one and head to San Francisco for the Sweet 16, uh, Gonzaga and Memphis is going to be a very interesting game because uh, uh, Gonzaga struggled a little bit, at least in the early part of their game. I think Memphis is capable of beating them. And if it is Arkansas and Memphis in the Sweet 16 game, ooh, buddy, that's going to be fun. But you got to take care of business in this one. I like Arkansas's chances. I like the matchup. I like uh, I like the fact that Arkansas is just, just still continuing to play their defense the way they're supposed to be playing. And uh, we'll see if they can continue it on and uh, get it done. So uh, we'll talk about some of the stuff going on in March Madness uh, in the first day yesterday here in just a second. It's that time of year again, folks, where the college basketball tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions at BetOnline.net, where the game starts. Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so let's look at some of the uh, NCAA tournament games, especially the ones of note yesterday. So Arkansas gets the victory. That's awesome. Uh, Gonzaga ends up beating Georgia State 93 to 72. Uh, but like I mentioned, the game was close. In fact, Gonzaga was only up by two in halftime. And the second half, they were able to pull away. So uh, everyone's upset with Chet Holmgren. I hope the guy loses. And it would be nice if it was Arkansas, but Gonzaga takes care of business. Uh, Kansas destroys Texas Southern in their game, 83 to 56. Baylor destroys Norfolk State, 85 to 49. So one seeds, pretty much the at least the ones that played yesterday, took care of business and looked good doing it. Uh, another team that looks the team that Arkansas knows all about and that looks really good and almost scary is Tennessee. Now I know Tennessee played Longwood, but they beat them 88 to 56, and it really was never even close. Like the game was never close. Here's my thing. I'm not trying to say that I'm scared of Tennessee, but the way Tennessee is playing where they did in the SEC tournament right now, still Rick Barnes, he can still screw it up, but they look dangerous. Like they look like they could be in the final four because um, they're good enough to be, they're talented enough to be. And so we'll, we'll see how that goes, but yeah, they are, they're looking strong and I'm glad that they're on the opposite side of Arkansas in the bracket, just cause I wouldn't want to face them again right now. Now if they face them in the national championship game, all right, let's go. We'll do that. But uh, they're definitely looking good and looking dangerous and, and looking solid. Uh, Akron and UCLA. UCLA, a four seed. Akron, a 13 seed. Uh, UCLA struggled. 57-53, they did get the victory. Providence over South Dakota State, a team that played here uh, in Buffalo, struggled as well, but still got the victory, 66-57. Richmond upset Iowa. That probably busted a lot of brackets. People are all high on Iowa, like, oh, Iowa, oh, the way they're playing, oh, oh, oh. I don't know. I just feel like teams from Iowa – and Indiana always falls short in the NCAA tournament. 
And I'm talking about like a team like Purdue, you know, like in Indiana, like just those those teams in those states seem to always fall flat when it comes to the tournament. So uh, they got the they got the victory there. I thought Indiana would upset at St. Mary's did not happen. They won 82 to 53. Murray State beat San Francisco in overtime. 92 to 87 fun game there we mentioned new mexico state being yukon because arkansas is going to face new mexico state memphis beats boise state 64 to 53 michigan gets the upset 75 to 63 over colorado state they look good north carolina destroyed marquette an 8-9 game 95 to 63 and then creighton defeats san diego state in overtime 72 to 69 but the game that i had to talk about st peter's Upset Kentucky. The 15 seed St. Peter's beat the Kentucky Wildcats, who were a two seed in this tournament. 85 to 79. And you just hate to see it. Like, it cracks me up because I saw Matt Jones of Kentucky Sports Radio say this, and I thought it was funny and pretty true. The back-to-back -back years for Kentucky. Last year was the most, like, embarrassing season Kentucky's ever had. And then this year was the most embarrassing tournament loss they've ever had. I love it. Like, people are wondering about John Calipari. Is he going to get fired? No, he ain't going to get fired. That's so stupid. And any Kentucky fan or anybody that thinks he should be is dumb. But it does my heart good to know that Kentucky is starting to become, you know, for a while that they had a stretch where everyone just was blowing smoke up their butts, saying how amazing. You know, I mean, Calipari, he's so funny. He's dressing up like Elvis. And Drake's, Drake's coming to the games. And, it's like they were just had this such aura around him that was so dumb. And now they've been brought down to the level of, or yeah, I would say they've been brought down. Some people say they'll elevate up. They've been brought down. They've been brought down to being just a normal, regular, run of the mill, good college basketball program. You're not, they're not winning championships at Kentucky, you know, like Duke, Villanova, Baylor. Kansas, Gonzaga, I don't know if they'll ever win. Like they, that seems like, but my point is, is that Kentucky doesn't have the aura around it like it once did. In fact, they're starting to get surpassed by other SEC programs. I think Arkansas is going to start being one of them. Just being honest, Arkansas had a better year last year and a better year this year than Kentucky. Just true. Tennessee, same thing. I think Tennessee is surpassing Kentucky. Auburn, we'll see. They have this one year. We'll see what they do. Because they had a bad year last year with their self-imposed sanctions. But I love it. Like, and I hate I hate Kentucky basketball. I hate them. I hate John Calabari. So I will lose no sleep by them losing in this early part of the bracket. And I'm just thankful that Arkansas – because Arkansas and Tennessee are the only SEC teams that have advanced so far. So the SEC is 2-1. and one. Um, Today we'll have uh, the other three teams with – Auburn and Alabama and LSU. We'll see what they do. But I'm just glad Arkansas is one of the 32. And that's what made it so much sweeter yesterday with Arkansas winning, seeing Kentucky lose. It's just amazing. But I'm just glad we're going. We're moving forward. We're getting it done. It's the NCAA tournament, baby. We got to go. We got to go to San Francisco. We got to get this done. I want to go to San Fran. I've never been to San Fran. I, I want to go to the Sweet 16 again. I want to go that second weekend. We got to get this done. So hopefully Arkansas takes care of business against New Mexico State. Uh, I'll have to drive all the way back because I'm an idiot to Little Rock. And then I, I guess it'll be on Sunday when I drive back. And then I'll have to get ready that week to fly out to San Francisco. Golly, that's wild. Hopefully it happens. Here's hoping. Got to take care of business against 
uh, New Mexico State first, though. But appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.